Yes, today it is Tuesday, March 28th, a couple of days from opening day. We'll get into that and where you can find us. Uh, this is uh, this is Alex Thomas Holland. from Neighborhood Properties. Uh, she is new in town, and we figured we'd, uh, we'd invite her on the podcast to, uh, to say a couple of words and explain who and what she is. <laughs> What? When's the last time I saw you? You ha- first of all, it's Alex Thomas Holland. Thank you very much. Mm. Also, only if he texts back. <laughs> Good luck. You're not going to get that. Um, I-, I feel like you saw me. I mean, we have seen each other. We haven't recorded recently. No, no, because it- it's hard for me to get out these days. I feel like from the beginning of my day until the end, it's full. Now, if we could, if we could go back to me recording on the phone. Every now By and then, means. because I'm in a better location for service, because I know internet was horrible at that time. You were good at work. You were good. Mm. And then um, my my headphones has that hanging microphone, and it would always like scrape against my boob, and it would make this weird like. If anybody I, heard I, that, I, it I, would make that weird noise. I didn't mind it. No, we can absolutely <laughs> do that. Okay. Um, so Friday, briefly, opening day, Tony Paco's twelve to three. Uh, the an old version of the show, we're, an old iteration of <laughs> the, the show. The best version of the show. We'll will be live. Um, I told I told I'm mean, guessing she, she hasn't texted me back either. I told Megan I was like, you should, uh, come by and we'll call you uh, we'll call you Meeson and you can just like make your voice real deep. Yeah, right. Um, she, she could never change that voice. Um, you'll be there. Uh-huh. Bethany intends to be there. Uh-huh. Floyd is very excited to be there. Uh-huh. And then people will be shuffling in and out throughout the afternoon. Yeah. It's like a reunion. Are we going to be inside or outside? I guess that's it, weather depending. Correct. Right now, I think Josh's head is if we get a single drop of precipitation, which is very likely, he's planning for us to be inside Paco's. And I told him, are you familiar with that that location? I know they have like a patio. There's the outdoor area, they have the bar area, and there's like the back restaurant area. Yeah. Even if we have to go to the back restaurant area, I'm okay. Uh-huh. Um, because I'm just worried how much commotion will be around us and how loud it will be, but it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I don't know. I I personally look forward to the commotion, but I understand that for technical reasons, right. you know, we got to make it work. The broadcast will barely be listenable as is, so <laughs> let's streamline what's in our control. <laughs> it's going to be good. It's going to be a good time. I'm uh, excited. Uh, Ed Sheeran tickets to get people registered for. I think I've also uh, weekend passes for those Mud Hens games, maybe even opening day tickets. Nice. Um, currently, um, and I know you were watching this as well because you were planning your attire. Right now, cloudy with periods of rain, a high of 62. Um, pretty, pretty r- real good chance of a rainfall for the day. Um, in the evening, Becoming windy with thunderstorms, likely a low of 48. So it's going to be a messy day, but you know what? I'd rather have rainy in 62 than rainy in, for, rainy in 42, because I've done that before. So my concern is that because it's 62, but there's still a there's going to be some wind, wind chill, uh, it might not be quite... 62 I, will be all right. I don't know. I don't know. I've planned for 62 degree weather before, and it was we'll be 52 and, we'll be or 48, and I'm like, oh, God. So it... I, 
it annoys me. What do I wear? How do I do my hair? Because the rain is going to screw me up altogether. But that's, mm-hmm. you know what? Whatever. I'm going to just come down there and have a good time. This is, is this your third one? It's my third one. It feels like just a couple of years ago, it was a, a late kind of tepid opening day in mid-May and you were getting broken into it and uh, Maj came down. And- so do you remember that? That was my first time experiencing opening day with you. I legitimately like wasn't sad that I missed my workout for that day because of the pace in which you walk and and the and the amount of blocks we walked we went all the way up to was it last year or this year that we went to grinders was it like this last year i didn't go uh then who did i go with maj no didn't go with me you might not remember either we walked We walked for ages, and I was like, oh, my God, I cannot keep up. It was horrible, but I didn't want to say anything either, so I was just, okay, I'm coming. So you have you have some things planned to wear, right? You got a basic idea, like a foundation? I don't have anything Toledo. I, like, I try oh, to do, it. I try, I almost was like, let me get like a base. Does anybody have a baseball jersey that I can wear? Like oversized, and I can wear like a little turtleneck under it. Perfect. You you can go to Walmart and there's got to be some, there's some light hand shirts. I don't think they. Ha- I don't. What about a baseball jersey? They're cute. They have buttons. It's gonna be pricey. You're never gonna wear it again uh, either. Yeah, I'm not. I'm um, definitely not. I, was, I do have new shoes though. On a rainy day. Don't. Um, they're boots ish. They're Converse. Be careful. So I'm so excited. I got I, them for my birthday. I was thinking about. This because I uh, the real important issue of the day is, and this is on me. I'm either really good and thoughtful and clever, or nothing. And right now I'm at nothing because um, th- the date got here so fast. I was gonna get you like a mud hens thing for your birthday to wear for Friday, but I don't know what to get for your birthday at all. Mud hens things are expensive. No, I was gonna get like a shirt and a hat. Oh well, I can't fit a hat because I have. A large curly crown on my head. So thank God you didn't get that because I quite literally cannot fit any hats. Um, I mean, shirt's fine. You don't have to give me anything. I'm. It's just my birthday. Buy me a drink. That's lame. It is not. I was thinking of getting you a. I know you, you said. I think you said you wanted a house, and I was gonna get you like a dollhouse or a Lego house. <laughs> I going to cry. These were the things that were running through my head, like that. But I'm like, that's way too expensive for like a gag gift. And then I thought, like, I get you a, a, a playing cards. Mm-hmm. Here's your house, the house of cards. <laughs> um, old Navy gift card. I then I was trying to I think. Just get went to Old Navy. Is it possible I can get like a signed Pedro Pascal poster? Oh, he's so handsome. I saw a picture of him the other day, and I was like, you know, I think he's growing on me because at some point. I don't know if I was super attracted to him, but I think I thought you have been since. No, oh. well, but we've known of Pedro for some time, like before he became Internet Daddy status. Like he's owned us for six, no, at least ten weeks, twelve weeks. Well, how long has Mandalorian been? Three years. But oh yeah, I've been. I, like, I mean, I've been a fan since. But he was he was con- he was ever, he was con- he was covered. <laughs> so and. I like a good deep voice. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. And very uh, 
Very laconic would be the word. A few words. So was that Graham Norton when he said that he didn't like to do the Mandalorian when people would ask, like, do the voice? And he's like, no, because he felt like it was inappropriate because it's very, like, bedroom. He has Could to use be. His, he uses his bedroom voice for the Mandalorian character. And so he's like, no, I'm not going to say a line because it's creepy. It's uncomfortable. And he could charge for that. Like, give it away free content. It was great. Anyway. Um. Okay, so any other birthday things? I'll get you with something. It's t- it's the middle of the week. So what? No, I mean it's just it's another day. I am, appreciate that. I am grateful to ha- to be alive. I-, I will say, I had a moment this weekend. So we celebrated with my family this weekend, which was just everybody got together and we had like pizza and ice cream. Um, and it was at my brother's house, and it was such a nice day on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And my nephews were at their grandparents for the weekend, and so they were on their way back. And my brother and I, I had gotten there first. And again, it was one of those days. Remember I said I always have I have a birthday. I used to have a birthday every year where it was nice out. It was so nice. And so my brother and I took the basketball outside, and we're just like shooting up, shooting around. And I took the kids like their scooters and their bikes and I was just riding it around up and down the street like I used to it was insane it was just like a nice and the kids weren't there because when they're there they usually take over and you know I love them but they're kids so they're they're used to that um, but it was nice to just kind of shoot around with my brother like I used to on a really nice sunny Sunday to celebrate my birthday yeah it was great thank you mother nature um so I don't think I sent this to you today. Maybe I did. Uh, there's two stories in, in the Blade. Um, oh, I don't think you did. I sent you the one yesterday about uh, poisoning black women's hair. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Was it the hair? I knew... I, I, I've heard those commercials. It's so funny. So I have heard the commercials where they're like, if you have had uterine cancer... Or have uterine cancer, and you routinely got, you know, relaxers. You may be, um, may be in for some money. And I was like, what black woman didn't get relaxers from like age, you know, whatever age we were to when we decided to get off crack cocaine and leave it alone? Like, you know what I mean? We all went through that. Um, one might not make a lot of sense to you, and I'll probably leave it alone. But, um. So we have had dozens of discussions the last couple of years mm-hmm. ourselves with with very thoughtful, informed guests. Like, how do we work on this this crime problem mm. um, that that has just been besieging our city and several mm-hmm. others? But mm-hmm. we, we're kind of at the epicenter with like Philadelphia and Chicago. Murders are up, crime is up, mm-hmm. um, and and we keep trying to come around with like what? How how can we stop this? And there's it, it's like a lot of things, a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, let me read some of this Blade story and all this alone, and granted, it's a lot, all this alone will do more than every thought anybody has had since the outset of this 
Um, Interesting. This wave. That's a bold statement to make. Toledo's Junction neighborhood will be focused of $121 million revitalization. Mm, from LMH? Yep. Yeah. Uh, we're sharing, uh, it's an initiative with the Junction neighborhood that's meant to revitalize the entire neighborhood in a holistic way, including new housing, neighborhood, and transportate, neighborhood and transportation revitalization, and programming for the individuals that live there as well. And on, and, and, and that that's all you need to know. Just it's throw a, a lot of money, make amazing. it a nice neighborhood, and as we have have heard um, with some of our guests and whatnot, when the neighborhood doesn't look like shit, the crime goes away. I just, I, first of all, what is about to go down with LMH in the Junction neighborhood is so wild and ambitious and necessary and Oh my even a Rachel quote. Huh? There's even a Rachel oh quote. Oh my God. Joaquin and Rachel like just came back from DC. And I'm sure there's a lot of work that they've been doing to make this happen. And there's been recommendations sent into HUD. And I, I, like we're waiting. What, what's the Rachel quote? Let's let's share. Can't find it. It's Miss Gagnon. Let's it's call her. It's meant to be really collaborative. It's meant to be a really collaborative, holistic approach to rebuilding a strong community. Right. It, you know what? It's not. It's it's. It is a larger level of me throwing money at you to not shoot that person. No. We're we're just going to make the neighborhood nice. It's one of, it's a multi-pronged, this is, uh, in order to improve communities, and in order to, because what it really is, is we need to improve people's, uh, our community members' outlook on their life, on life and their own life, and that's going to be a multi-pronged approach. Housing and their neighborhood is a huge piece of that, arguably like half of what somebody needs. I still think, and I've said this for a very, very, very long time, if we don't give people, especially youth, because we know youth are a large part of the um, crimes that are happening in our community, if we cannot give them hope for their future and whatever that looks like, What's no matter how nice your home is or your neighborhood is, you're gonna, you, you know what I mean? You're still gonna drive it to shit in some ways. You the, can have a really nice car and you still drive the car recklessly. No, no this, they're making the neighborhood nice. I know it. And so and, I want to see our community respond to that opportunity with the other, like I said, multi pronged approach. So let's now have a better response to things like uh, career opportunities, access to education. You see what I mean? Uh, 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 Alternatives to education. All that stuff is in there. Make the neighborhood nice. And I know that I'm Winnowing it down to that, mm-hmm. but that's what it is. They're mm-hmm. gonna pay. They're gonna pay the clean, pay to clean up the neighborhood, and that's it. And you know what? All the crime will find another neighborhood to go to. I had I was speaking with somebody at Toledo Chamber a while ago, and there's programs that are out in the community now where they're encouraging people to work in some of the factories that pay you really well, and they'll even drive you to said yeah. factory. You know, the, some of the factories outside of Lucas County are participating in this, and that and this is what I said. They will literally take you and drive you to work. And so you don't have to be concerned about how long, you know, I'm going to be able to get to and from my job. You have an opportunity. You can go to these places and get paid. Some of these factories pay upwards of like 60 grand a year. I mean, you end up in 60s and 70s and you don't have to have a, a degree for this type of work. So it's just making sure that we're continuing to give people hope for their future. You feel like you're living in a dignified neighborhood and a dignified home. Um, and, and you have opportunities for to give yourself and your family a life that is better than what you had and that's better than what your outlook had been prior to opportunities like this coming. 
Here so. we are. Violence interrupters. Yeah. Um, Love them. Whatever else people have brainstormed in the last couple of years mm-hmm. when the solution was, I'm holding a piece of paper. I am scribbling something down. Mm-hmm. Here's a check. We're going to make nice housing and make this neighborhood nice. Why did I think? Now, granted, you've got to come up with all kinds of research and reports and studies right. to show that, that this money will be spent a certain way and it will work. Mm-hmm. But, like... We saved people in this country, and we're paying a bit of a price for it now. And I think I said this um, three years ago or whatever it was, two and a half years ago. What's the best way to fix any kind of problem, no matter how big or small or short-term, long-term? Throw money at it. Like, the government threw money at us. And I still go back to one thing I read over the course of time where we got critical of, maybe we threw too much money at the problem. And this one economist said... It sucks now. It would have been devastatingly worse if we didn't get the money that we got. Mm -hmm. You would have things. It would be completely dystopian. And I get it. People got to talk. There's got to be conferences and whatnot. And somebody's got to be willing to write this check. But it's been the solution all along. Mm -hmm. Here we are. Like, let's send Brian Burden to these neighborhoods and David Bush. David Bush. Uh, the, the, the violence interrupters. Let's, yes, you know, we're talking about gun so laws and kids in schools and after school programs and Wendy Huntley and feeding kids and Tracy Perryman and the program they do. The Hope, which is a lot of money thrown and out. Alex in neighborhood properties. And Alex in neighborhood properties. <laughs> and we just could have gone, could have gone, we're just going to write a check and make the places where people want to live nice. And then, like, rats jumping off of a ship, all the crime goes away and finds another neighborhood. But this is, life is not that cut and dry, but this is what it's always been. I mean, I think this is huge, and I think that it is a, um, it's an ambitious investment that other people need to see, that other organizations and other providers need to be able to see, so that um, they themselves can start to get a little bit more ambitious to solve some of the challenges that our community has. And it's... it is always going to be multi-pronged, but this one... What's so is, ambitious about give people a nice place to live, though? The amount of money that they're oh, putting okay. into... Well, there you go. The, the, yes, the amount of money that, I, that I'm saying is being put into this. And, and, and the, the statement of a, affordable housing should be dignified, should look advanced. There's no reason why it can't, you know... A, you can't live in a nice place just like they do in the suburbs because affordable housing, we still find uh, people struggle to make that safe and decent and, 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 and dignified for community members that are living in it. It's almost the ex- expectation that you have roaches or, mm-hmm. you know, there's lead paint falling off of your walls, all of those things. I mean, there's groups that work on making that better every day. LMH's investment into this community and and what they're trying to do, it's just fantastic. I I had heard about it some time ago and I was really excited about it and I hope that it goes forward. I know that there's still some decisions that need to be made and there's still some support that's needed in order for this to get the to get greenlit. But I, I'm just I'm really happy for them and for the and for the community. Write the check. Give people a dignified, as you said, place to live Mm -hmm. that they can respect and they are more likely to take care of where they live, just Mm -hmm. as some of us who might live in nicer places are. Yeah. Now now you wonder, where will the crime go? 
because this this becomes cyclical in a lot of ways. But we'll worry about but that. Then, but down you the road. can end that. Like you can end those cycles. You know, like uh, uh, say for example, I had come from. I mean, I I didn't come from the easiest life, but we had moved out of the community. So I say we stayed in that community, and you know, we were in you know, the cycle of poverty and poor decisions and there was crime involved. And then I decided to stop it. Going forward, I may stop it for my entire family after that. I'm the one that stops this. It could, it's cyclical until it's not anymore. That just seems so utopian. But it's ambitious. And I think that's what we need. But it's unrealistic. Mm. Like you're never going to squash all of it. But it's like, so we, when we talk about our own mission and people said our mission was the same, you know, to end homelessness and save lives. You're never going to end homelessness, but every single person that we house, we end homelessness for them and their, in their lives, you know, in that moment. And so we, I think we need ambition. I think this is an example of ambition. I'm, I'm (laughs) delighted. Like, again, I wish this would have happened like two and a half years ago. Um, in the same way that the uh, that the Ottawa Hills guy wrote those kids a big check at Scott, so they could all go Scott. off to college, That's and right. the Hope program is is up and running. Um, I can't recall any negative stories, crime, otherwise, at Scott. And I don't know what it is. Okay, and. Um, that could be coincidence mm-hmm. or the fact that those kids had the seed planted. If they're going in ninth grade or whatever, 10th grade, Mr. Cadence might come back around. So I want to be on my best behavior because they were given hope. That's um, true. Literally speaking, and I have to stop my brain, like we're not ending homelessness, but to your point, we're ending homelessness for that person. Mm-hmm. Uh, this Vision Zero thing is kicked back up and they're going to, um, there's a story today on 13 about um, funding that so we have zero traffic fatalities. I hate that. Hate, hate that. But well, I'm I'm just being a literalist. Okay. Because people are going to die on the roads. Yeah. Until you take people out from behind the wheel, people are going to die. I didn't know anything about a Vision Zero yeah, This was uh, like kind of like birth from something we talked about a couple years ago. Remember what I called him? Slow down, Sammy Meldon. Yeah. He wanted people slowing down in Old Orchard. Uh-huh. Um, I think he was part of the city. Toledo leaders look to end all traffic deaths deaths with one million dollar investment. Um, Where does that go? Like stop signs, speed bumps, police. I don't like, like them, but put those speed bumps everywhere. Where does that go? Yeah, it's really shifting the mind. This is from the deputy mayor, who has had a lot to say recently. Toledo sees about thirty-two fatal crashes every year. That doesn't seem like a lot. No, for all the people on the road. No, I would. I would think the Burn Airport corridor sees the most, sees that more. A thousand percent. <laughs> it's really shifting the mindset of how we look at our roadways and traffic crashes. It started in Europe and has been adopted throughout the U, uh, U.S. She emphasizes the main idea of Vision Zero is traffic-related fatalities and serious injuries are preventable. Adding speed will be a big. Adding speed will be a big issue. The plan tackles mm. once it's officially adopted by um, council. I, I, I mean, it's nice, and but you asked the right question. Um, how can you do this? For stop signs, the speed bumps. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you get people to slow down. This wouldn't be the case if uh, those if the cameras were still constitutional. Mm. I know some people hated those things. I didn't have an issue with them. I didn't have an issue with those. I did. I disliked. And in fact, the anniversary date of something I had shared came up that I shared from Erica White before I even knew her. 
uh, I don't like the officers that are on the side of the highways and like like out of their cars and you know holding the the speed gun up trying to sneak and get people I'm not I don't I don't love or appreciate that I think it's more dangerous than it is helpful there was that the one people got on was if you were getting come of all coming from 75 going 475 eastbound like we can, we can see you on the grassy knoll westbound towards westbound yes yeah west yeah yeah that, I, that's that is the one that i shared the and uh erica made a really great point and this was clear back in 2018 where she said, and this was at the time, I think, or around the time that up in Michigan, there was like a sniper on the highway, like I just sh- shooting people. Yeah. And it was the same time. And he was dressed in all black and you couldn't tell he was an officer. And it was just somebody holding up a gun. And it's like, how would we have been able to tell the difference going 60, 65 miles per hour? What was going on other than, and, you know, people are speeding and then all of a sudden they catch a glance, freak out and then crash. Like, how was that helpful? Thank, thank God they don't do that anymore. But. I was okay with it because it's either let them collect some revenue that way of people who are actually doing wrong mm-hmm. than other ways. I was fine with the the picture things, whatever the you know. The cameras. We, yes, I was just fine with those cameras. Bring them back. In fact, I don't care. Right. People speed on the trail and it pisses me off. Yeah. Like, I'm going to speed limit. Okay, get off of my tail. Anyway. Um. Is there other? Have you? Have you heard any talk about the sideways, the sideway, um, the sorry, sidewalks? If the if a city tree jacks up your sidewalk, the city's going to make you pay for the sidewalk repair. No, and dumb. There was some hate that. There was some pushback about it. There was a uh, I think Teresa Gaddis over on the east side, as there should be, uh, threw something out there that would block it, and it was a six to five, six to five vote against that bill, and like Nick. And Sam were against the bill, and Nick was like, "This is how they do it in other cities." And I'm a, I, I use that a lot. Like we charge you for downtown parking in other cities. That's just how big cities act. This is not one I'll buy that for. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's your tree. Your tree wrecked the sidewalk, and now I'm starting to see some real pushback. So much so that I think. They might walk this thing back they and should. go, we'll, we'll, we'll take care. Because the city is asking a lot recently with, with the potential of that. I don't know what it costs to fix a sidewalk. Then when everybody's water meter switched out, and I'm I'm hesitant. I got my letter, mm-hmm. but I haven't set the appointment up yet because I want to make sure that uh, I don't get improperly billed. Not not the fact that they'll go, oh, Mr. Weisberg, we, we'll fix that for you right away. I just don't want to deal with that headache of getting down a $478 water bill. Come to me about my tree fucking up the sidewalk after you repair my car for all of the pothole damages that I've been getting. Like, stop it. Yeah. That you barely touch those potholes. Like, stop it. Uh, no. It, it, it's not, yeah, it's not a great ask. It, and... And and what like some the cost burden on taking down some of these trees that might be causing damage is asinine and and unreasonable for some of our residents that could barely afford to live where they're at. Some people had said it might be cheaper for me to take the tree down than to let it mess up my sidewalk. Maybe. Um, no, it's a tough ask. You're right with with uh, how some streets are a disaster and have always been. There was. Another story last week explaining, one of the news channels explained how 
money is disseminated through different districts to fix certain streets. And the one thing that jumped out at me was through all the six districts or whatever, they all got an equal amount of money, which mm-hmm. is asinine. Because mm-hmm. some districts are in much better shape That's than right. other ones. I Maybe I'm just, I follow closer than I ever have. Um, but there seems to be some real shortcomings in leadership mm-hmm. <laughs> around here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't love that. It's confu- It's It's... Yes, it's when you really start to pay attention. And I'm not saying that it's there all the time. And there's lots of, there may be shortcomings, but there's also well-intended individuals. I, one of the red flags for me, and I'm going to a very specific conversation, is when I went to city council to a discussion that was being had about adult care facility zonings. And there were multiple people that were talking about negative adult care facilities currently in our community. And I said, no, those aren't residential class two adult care facilities licensed by the state of Ohio, those are group shared homes. That's completely different. You're not even talking about you you don't even have the the concept or the definitions correct in your mind. Yet we're having a whole formal conversation about these things and you don't even know what you're actually talking about. This is concerning because you're in front of us making decisions that affect lots of people, disabled people, disenfranchised people, and you don't even have your definitions correct. Somebody tell me how that's possible. A lot of like tiny town USA um, (laughs) missteps. Right, right. That I I expect this to be better if we are the city that we endeavor to be. There was a tartar route added. They cut a they, they cut a ribbon for it. Route 33, which I guess will serve uh, Junction, South Toledo, and Uptown. And I'm all for more tartar routes. And I, mm-hmm. when I read that, I was like, yeah. it was like, I felt like it was a massive victory. Mm-hmm. And like, it shouldn't be. Like, we should be doing that stuff regularly. Mm-hmm. But I get it. You know, government and money coming to the right places mm-hmm. is a slow grind. It is just a little scary that some of the individuals in charge of where the money goes... Um, don't have the wealth of knowledge that you thought that they would have or should have and that there's more learning of there's always more learning that needs to be done um but you can't make a decision if you you know you don't actually know and so that's we're all human beings nothing is perfect i get that it's just a little just a little concerning what else is happening in your brain we are, at, I, I'm almost positive we're like at day 60 of pre-approval with no house. <laughs> and I've changed my strategy like three times. And I'm still, what is going on? And in the 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 feedback is, well, maybe you should wait. We did wait. We attempted right. to buy in 2021. This is us waiting, <laughs> like, you know. And I'm, I almost feel like we need somebody that's just going to be like, yeah, I'll sell to you, no problem, and not keep their house on the market for three to four days so that they can get 50-plus offers and then accept. And I get it. I understand that it's it's a financial come-up, and people can't like help me out and, and not have a financial come-up. I get that. It just, it just fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. So there's still no house, none scheduled to walk through right now. I think our next strategy is to go for the homes that have sat on the market seven plus days or more or five plus days or more because most of the homes they go live on the market and then within three days they're usually accepting an offer 
And so after that three-day mark, what is still out there that people aren't taking? I'm definitely going to be in a neighborhood I probably didn't intend to be in. I'm definitely not going to have all of my wants that I originally asked for. And I'm probably going to be in a home that I know already moving into it that I'm going to be moving out of in five five years, five to six years. I wish somebody who was way smarter than me could code an algorithm mm-hmm. to take all those things into play. Like it's been on the market, this zip code, what it was sold for before, put it all together and then give you a target that you could hit and be successful with. Yeah. I mean, there's just some things that I just cannot help. We didn't intend on, um, you know... S- I worked pretty hard to get my credit to where it is. And there's some things that I just can't control. It's just, ha- you just have to allow time to work itself. And, um, so there's just nothing I could really do about that. And then, you know, financially, this is the most money I've ever had in my pos- possession ever. <laughs> so it's like nice. But then at the, I, I really, I thought about it and I, it, it wasn't sitting well with me and my reaction has been pretty emotional to this process, which everyone's like, oh, it's supposed to be. Um, yes, it's supposed to be, but my reaction is a little different. And I've, I had, I think I finally like nailed it in that I, I'm a true, tried and true millennial, like right in the middle. Mm-hmm. I've grown up, you know, from a very young age in high school knowing that I had to get good grades so I could go to good schools so I could get a good job so I can make a good income so that I could do these things do things like this and here I am having done all those things not in not linear not in that order you know it was a struggle for me to get here but here I am having fought the fight to get to where I am where I feel like I am successful and I'm ready to purchase not necessarily my dream home, but like, you know, something that I feel like I rightfully deserve and I can't get it. I can't get it. And I'm having to make these sacrifices, which everyone is. It's not just me, but I'm having to make these sacrifices and change up my strategy in a way. And I, and I say this with love, like, I, I hope this doesn't sound offens- offensive and maybe help me smooth it out. That is beneath me a little bit, you know. No, you're you're in the you're in the bullseye, the age group mm-hmm. who has gotten the really raw deal by circumstances of the last twenty years. Mm-hmm. Like you're, we should have had a little chat with Mary and your dad and said, why couldn't you do this like a couple of years before or after? Yeah, so it's <laughs> almost so it's I'm I'm weirdly emotional about it because it feels hurtful and it feels like rejection over and over and over again when I have made myself the ideal candidate. These are not ideal times. No, they are not, and that there's nothing I could do about it. And I'm one in a million at this point. Like I, I'm not special, and I don't. I don't feel like I need to feel like I'm special. I'm well aware that I am one of millions, hundreds of thousands at least of people that are going through the same thing. So. Special to me. Oh, That's why hey. I felt bad walking through Target today. Couldn't find you anything for your birthday. I can't believe you didn't like my headshots. And I, oh, yeah. Let's talk about those. <laughs> Do, have you been... <laughs> Again, tried and true millennial. <laughs> let me, let's start with this. So last week when I went to uh, Perrysburg for career day, I was surprised when I said... Who knows what chat GPT is and open AI that every hand didn't go up? It was like less than half. What's chat GPT? Chat GPT is like the open AI. Oh, I know what AI is. Where um, there was something I used it for a couple weeks ago. I was like, what? Like, 
Um, write me a Batman story that takes place in the 1700s, and within 10 seconds, it's pecked out 2,000 words. Mm. And kids had already started to use it to cheat homework and stories and stuff. <laughs> and somebody else told me that certain teachers have tools that can detect whether an AI did the kids' homework or not. Okay. Um, but yeah, this thing has advanced really fast and gotten really popular. They're like Google and the other, uh, Microsoft rushed theirs out after this open AI one came out like in November, but yeah, we've advanced to, um, it being able to generate art and images, not necessarily great ones. Like in your case, <laughs> where it looks like I... somebody took your face, a woman with dark hair and someone else's body and slapped it together and made a really bad graduation photo. Only because the way my face, because I thought my makeup was spot on for how I normally do it. Uh, and only because my face was just a little bit brighter than, than the body that they had created for me. But essentially, I had... I am in need of updated professional headshots. We agree that we hate the one that I have. Uh, it doesn't really look like me anymore. I took it maybe five years ago, so it's time for another one. And I didn't want to go through the hassle of paying for one, getting dolled up for one, feeling confident enough to do it. You know, I didn't want to go through any of those hassles. And so I had there. I was influenced by the internet, by TikTok specifically. Oh Jesus Christ! I was influenced again, and I went online. I submitted ten selfies of me in different occasions, and AI took those selfies. What what site or application did you use? It's tridonai.com. I think it's a Instagram owned mm. because the Instagram icon is all over the place, and they Crap. use the same colors. And so it's tried on AI, and I submitted my photos to this website. I did have to pay $15. <gasps> but I feel like the two that I have are very usable. I need to change the filter on the one so that you can't tell that my face is much brighter than the... But it, there's lighting as well. Like, it, it, it's just... I feel like it's really good. And I was with my mom and Thomas when I saw them. And then the second one that you said was better, I also feel like was really good. There's a couple things where I'm like, ooh, this isn't quite right. Like the, my teeth in one of them. I was like, mm, that's not quite right. But it's so small that who would point that out? You know, nobody's going to put my headshot on a movie theater screen. So mm. who would point that out? Um, but I, I'm like, I kind of really like these. And I, I feel like nobody's going to notice. I told you that we had not talked a lot, at least face-to-face, -face, about some of these things. Do you know why? I, I mean, I just... I, is this the one you like? I actually liked the other With one. wedding hair? I liked the other one. Nope, that's, no, no, that's the one. So that one is the one that I feel like is passable enough, is like convincing, absolutely convincing. That that one makes me look skinny. What? And I'm not Di that skinny. Disagree. I, they, this makes you... It looks like you have chipmunk cheeks. I do have chipmunk cheeks! Not that big. <laughs> This looks like somebody took a face, some woman's hair, oh, and her upper God. body and taped them together. I almost want to share it for feedback. Better. I, Do it! No, because I don't want people to know that it... Like, the only people that will know that it is AI is whoever listens to this pod. I don't want people to know that it's AI. I want to be able to submit it when I have to participate in a community event. Um, and, and... Oh, wow. Um... And 
And that's it. Like, and nobody knows the difference. There we go. Here, you're, you're I'm right. so you're, lazy. It's insane. No, you're, you're right. It will likely not be known the difference. But here's how little we have discussed certain things over the last couple of oh, weeks. Oh, God. It was not this. I think it was the previous set. Yeah, I think it was last set. And my days are kind of messy because I was working ahead in some ways. There was a guy. I think his name is Grant Beachy, uh, who was the main branch of the library for three hours. Yes, I saw that. Why did you do that? Because it, 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 like, originally I was going to, but then I saw it shared so many damn times that I, I was like, I don't want to deal with whatever crowd is about to we, be there. We for know that. somebody there. Who? Well, I uh, said Jason, Alex. Mm, the... No, uh, I don't want to abuse my connections. That's not an abuse. <laughs> you that, shout that, out to Jason. We that love would have him. been a fair trip. To we call should go him. for drinks soon. Um, but. Uh, I am perfectly satisfied with this second one. I always wear all black. I'm always in a turtleneck. I was in both in this photo. And I, that was not intentional. And, like, now my hair is much longer than this. But, like, that is the color of my hair when it straightens. I mean, it was absolutely perfect. So, I'll take it. Okay. I'm going to wrap up with a question I heard today on a podcast. Who, and please do not answer right away, because I think if you sussed it all out, you would regret whoever you would say, <laughs> unless you did it like simply in in good humor. Who is the most important human in history? I'll give you an example. Okay. Um, the one that they circled around was uh, James somebody who created the steam engine. Mm-hmm. Which arguably kickstarted the industrial revolution. Mm-hmm. So, like in all of the two hundred fifty thousand years, who is the most important human in history? You can just think about it. I think it's got a little thought experiment because they kept pulling like tethers and cords of this of like what would have happened if you know this person did that, and because everything touches something else. What we're doing right now affects the future. Oh. Uh, last thing. I'm stunned. I mean, I'm silent. And you were good. Think I haven't. About it. I haven't left the room. <laughs> You're probably like, I knew Eric was on something. Uh, <laughs> so his lawyer has refuted the charges, even saying he's the one oh, called nine one one. I was gonna text you about that. But Jonathan Majors got arrested for alleged assault the other mm-hmm. day, likely with a woman he was dating. Some other people have come out and said, hey, that stuff I said back in February about this real asshole out there and people are about to find out as he goes nuclear, this is the guy. Um, I I don't know what it is. Thankfully, I mean, because I'm rooting for the guy, he has kept quiet and Mm -hmm. let his legal team Mm -hmm. handle this. But as the Marvel Universe shows cracks... Wouldn't it be something if the guy they hooked their submarine to, their ship to, for the next half decade at least, is some kind of lunatic assailant? So first of all, doesn't matter, because if Ezra What's-His-Face is still getting independent films and all up in DC and and what, Sony owns them or something, like then- Warner Brothers- uh, yeah. Actually, I take that back because that would be awful. That I take that back. That I take that back. But I actually 
I was concerned when I saw this, and I'm not saying like so. So she refuted. She took back what she said and said that it didn't happen. No, I don't believe so. I had saw that she did take back okay, what I she didn't said. See that but part. if they were in a taxi cab, then there's a witness. There's a driver that is a that, witness. That's what I believe his his lawyer alluded to, and how as soon as this story hit, like over the mm-hmm. weekend, she's like, none of this is accurate. The lawyer said that. Correct. So that'll be interesting because I think we will find the public needs to find out what the cab driver has to say about that but Jonathan Majors like is a little icy do you remember Mm. what I said about I mean I'm a black woman I've lived around black men my entire life my father included who is icy and there are some black men that are just icy in nature Thomas my brother oh my god Thomas my dad my brother like just icy in nature where you know they don't often crack a smile they're not going to be the leader of the conversation there might be a little arrogance there uh don't tell my brother I said that good lord um there was a long profile when he was ramping all this up with all these movies I it was one of the big men's magazines and mm -hmm. I read it and that that's like he makes it a point to stay out of the spotlight yes. to mind his business to, yes. to, to isolate to practice his craft and, and he, I, he's different than a Michael B Jordan though cuz Michael B Jordan is a little bit more personable where extra Jonathan Verdon. extra yes where Jonathan Majors I, I would say the white version of this is uh Adam Driver you know it, Adam Driver 100% where it's like there is a little bit of a reputation of him lingering around there somewhere but you don't typically know so they're still really well liked in the work that they're doing but when you see you're just kind of like something's off there's something there's something that we we don't know and then we know we don't know a lot like the first one of the few one of the first thoughts that hit me was when i saw this when my friend liz sent me the story the other day was oh shit marvel could be super fucked ezra miller and also third thing is (laughs) You know I love this guy. I know it. Don't meet your goddamn heroes, ever. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you know what? I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. And the same point that I made about some some of the men in our community can come off this way. There's literally nothing wrong with that because everybody is different. We're all different flowers in a bouquet. Like, that. everybody is different. Um, but it's just something that I've seen and that I've known my entire life. And so he fits a certain category for me. Like, he looks, you know, I identify that for what it was was a long time ago I don't and I I don't know if that is where because we've you've been shocked that I've not that I'm not super attracted to him and I'm like not really and I think this might be it like I think I tend to gravitate more towards Pedro Pascal or not even because it's not the same category who who do I who name some so you said Michael B. Jordan I do like Michael B. Jordan I think there's a good there's a good Comparison between he and Jonathan. Idris Elba. There we go. Fall on the floor. Wet my face. That that Luther movie was very mediocre. Um, <laughs> I, I believe those are those are <laughs> men who are more. Let me find the right words. Um, in touch with their sensitivities. Okay. Idris Elba, who's older, and you have time to grow into that. Pedro Pascal, who you like, also older, but Michael B. Jordan. Like that's I, true. I believe that that's a guy who who would open up and not be reluctant to explore things that are maybe taboo in the black culture. Jonathan Majors does not exactly strike me that way. Uh, no, and well, no, I think that he is. I think he's a highly intellectual. I agree, and and can be in touch with the sensitivities professionally. Yes, but 
in life, like he, you know what I mean? You're not going to get it from him. Like, again, we don't know anything. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's because Michael true. B. Jordan has been running this a lot longer than he has, and he has achieved incredible things. For Since Michael, childhood. If Michael B. yes, except for the Fantastic Four movie, which you've recovered from. But wasn't he in... Um, the Wire. What's the baseball? Hardball? Was he in Hardball? With Keanu Reeves? The Michael B. Jordan thing, he was in The Wire. He was a kid in that Baltimore neighborhood. But, and again, different career paths, so this is probably sloppy or totally inaccurate. If Michael B. Jordan is overseeing a movie, if he's executive producing, if he says, I want more diversity and I want X, Y, and Z in this movie or we're not shooting it, and he will talk to people with the correct vocabulary, Mm -hmm. won't be offensive. It's not a foreign concept to him. Um, I don't know if Jonathan Majors is necessarily like that person, and that's totally fine. Mm -hmm. Some people don't want to talk about certain things, and that's fine. And people are just cut from a different cloth. And maybe hardball. I don't even know what hardball is. It was baseball. It was an inner city baseball movie where Keanu Reeves was the coach. Got it. Mm-hmm. Was he a little kid in that? He was a kid. It was 2001. So Wow, that's so before The Wire. He was like 13. So, we, we don't know. And maybe it's just because he came off playing this hard-ass role mm-hmm. in Creed. And he was very icy in Ant-Man, which was kind of appealing. It was, was the appeal. Um, the stoicism. So... Maybe that leads in me believing, yeah, I could see him snapping or being a real dick mm-hmm. or bossing people around and, and going over the line. Maybe not like assaulting people, but taking that icy tone and how he treats others. He's got resting dick face, too. Yes. He's just got that like lips, like they're glued together. Eyebrow is permanently like up into his one eyebrow, like the, the people's eyebrow, you know, like all the way up into his forehead just permanent dick face you want to know why because he's got wrinkles on his forehead because he's frowning so much like he's got frown wrinkles so and that whatever he played tick in lovecraft country and he did great i feel like he's going to be a chameleon a lot like adam driver but when you see him in real life he's gonna be dry as a damn bone like, he's gonna be icy and dry and don't be offended he's the last person you want to go up to and ask for an autograph or a picture but i don't think he's gonna assault his girlfriend i really don't we'll see no we'll we'll we'll, we'll see so yeah i don't believe any of it right now it's there's that there's shadowy guy on the internet who i guess maybe went to school with him and said my news whatever um yeah. all right we're done happy birthday to you oh. wait 34 fuck you three three that's mid 30s not yet is it still in the early 30s until next year? It is, oh, yeah, okay. Next year until I'm 36 will be my mid-30s, and then 36 on is late 30s. Fair enough. All right, we'll do opening day thing soon. Bye-bye.